This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It's Thursday the 28th of April 2022, this is episode 208. Uh, Damon, how are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Alright, good. You know what I did today? No one know what the conversation came up today at the old, at the old uh, psychiatrist? Joel, Joel, the name... We'll go. Surname <laughs> redacted. No, cats out of the bat. I know uh, it, it's it's far too late for me to be trying to remove my surname no. from these things, but uh, yeah, this is very no, much no. closing the door after the the horse has bolted. But yeah, sorry. Please continue. Tell us your story. You, you're telling yes. Dr. Jennifer Melfi all about me. <laughs> it really was. I swear to God, I really do feel like it's that dynamic is going on. Um. Yeah, we talked about uh, what, what, well, first it was, like, I never said what, like, a certain thing was that I like to do, but that causes me some, lots of anxieties. Like, I was talking about, like, the the, the reveal, like, but I'm not really, like, giving tons of details because I'm embarrassed by it. <laughs> <laughs> and she finally was like, look. What what are you what is what are you talking about? Like I like I'm like I've let you beat around the bush because obviously you're not. Comfortable and she's thinking that this is it. like some degenerate sex thing yeah. or something, something illegal. Right. right, right. Like I'm going over for like prostitutes or something. Um. So I so I I let the cat out of the bag, if you will. Um. And, and she's just staring at you blankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it did was where the conversation kind of went after I explained, I explained you and the show and kind of how, where we are positioned and where I think we're positioned and like all this weird stuff, not weird stuff. See, this is, this is exactly what she said. Like, I will justify it with, Oh, this is stupid. This is silly. Why am I even talking about this? Weird, blah, blah, blah. Like I go out of my way to shit on it. Why Joel? To protect myself from others thinking that shit. So if I think it's shit before they say it's shit, then I'm protecting myself. And I was like, you got a good point. Got a valid point. Got a valid point. Uh, But I was talking about you and uh, our Japan stuff and the meetups and how they make me extra, extra nervous and anxious. And I then to compensate, I drink entirely too much. Um, and I do it all the time. I do it every single time. And then she's like, well, why do you do them? Because I love the admiration. <laughs> because I love the- That's it. That's I, the only reason we did it, for the clout. That delicious, delicious right. clout. Right. Don't you understand the, 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 what, what being a, 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 a big deal in the, in the world of wrestling podcasting means? Don't you have any idea? <laughs> uh, ignorant I think you should find a new therapist. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I'm going to be very truthful. Um, the, the one I have right now is is aces. 
like really, really good. And um, like strangely enough, and this never happened. Usually, and I've told you this before. Like I go to these things and I just feel terrible afterward. I feel like a fucking worse than I did when I came. But like I actually feel better after it's done, and I and I actually look forward to the next one. Um, so uh, so that's the you know I gotta be honest, that's the hardest part. Like I told you the story, and I don't know if I even did this on the air. I told you the story about the one where she didn't even know what a music video was. Did I tell you that one? No. <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, it's one thing not know what the Super J cast is, not know what a music video is. It's yes, quite I was like a bizarre like gaffer knowledge. Right. I was like, you've never heard of like Michael Jackson's Thriller. You've never heard of. I don't know. Just pick a fucking song with a like like the concept of a music video was beyond her grasp. Like she was an old lady, but even then, like you just fucking. How do you not know what it even like the concept of it is? Like I had to explain what a motherfucking music video was, and that right then and I was like, how can I talk to you? Like literally, I was like, how can I even have a fucking conversation with you? Like this, I like there has to be some common ground here. You have no idea what the fuck a music video is. I can't talk to you. I can't. I don't. I don't care if you if you, if you have all the answers. I can't talk to you. Yeah. And then, well, I think she may have fired me because. So, did you know that apparently psychiatrists take the month of August off? No, like the well, entire month. I mean, I, I, apparently, it's a thing. Because for like Freud, for like Freud's thing, I, yes. Like, she's like, all right, well, I won't be seeing you until September. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm what? <laughs> where, where are you going? She's like, well, it's uh, Freud. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. She's like, yeah, we. She just made we, that we, up. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's probably, she's fucking. Yeah. And notice I didn't see anything about that on the internet. Um, yeah. Fucked up. I was like, what the fuck? Like. I got good. I mean, just tell me you don't want to see. Like, just tell me I'm a fucking animal. I'd rather you do that and just be like, I can't help you. You just get the fuck out of here. You and your music videos. Get the fuck up the street. I'd rather that happen. <sighs> I'm getting this off my chest. I feel I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we got. I got. I got in a little fight before we got uh, on the air here. You know that? Get a little fight. Oh, that like, explains a lot. Because <sighs> I was like, I'm like, you're talking about this fucking. Uh, with a little, uh, you know, I don't want to even get into it. But I was just like, can you just stop talking about this place? She got mad. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that, but I did. I can't stand it anymore. Stop talking about it. Okay. Wait, we're um, talking about what? I can't. I, did I? I don't want to say. I don't want to say on the air. Okay, all right. What it is? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like I, I feel like that would be. Uh, I mean, you already know. You already yeah. know it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Say no more. Well, little, little Super J right. Cast secret. The listeners can speculate, but we'll never tell them. Yeah, we'll speculate what it is. That'd be great. <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> we can make it into a competition. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of I mean, which. That, yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, it's, it's nearly 5.30. We should talk about <laughs> wrestling at some point. But go on, what were you going to say? All right. Do we have to? Uh, I was going to say, um, so I got uh, credentialed for Washington and Philadelphia. So I'll be at both. So um, Fantastic. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. 
You know, there's a big part of me that's like, don't do anything. Just fucking go to the show, go to your hotel and go to bed and then go to Philly and go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, don't fucking make this a, th- a thing. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, I kind of, I, it's been a long time since we had a thing. Not going to lie. A long time. We'll, f- we'll talk about that later. All right, Joel, steer the ship in- right into the reef, please. Okay, so I can tell you are chomping at the bit to discuss the never open weight six man <laughs> tag team championships, and that is where we're going first because uh, we had a show on Monday, the Golden Fight Series in Hiroshima Sun Plaza Hall. So I, I would go through the news. There's no news. I mean, I have one bullet point here, which is Osprey Kenny Omega Twitter interactions. I don't know if you want to talk about Osprey and Kenny going at it over Twitter. I mean, if that's a possible tease at a future match, but. Uh, I'd like to see it. I think it would be fun. It would annoy a lot of people. The discourse would be uh, oh, as entertaining as, as the match. But I don't know if uh, Kenny Omega is going to be ready for June. I hope he is because, uh, well, just basically pair him up with anyone in New Japan is going to be good. So I'm not sure if this little Twitter exchange is uh, uh, necessarily a, a teaser that something's coming. But if it is, sign me up. I guarantee he'll wrestle him. He'll wrestle everybody. Do we is has it been revealed what his injury is? Do you do you know what it is? I'm sure it has, but I I don't it may have been related to the vertigo that he suffered. I keep seeing that going rounds and he's had oh quite a concussion a bit of surgery. Mm. That's uh, what so I, am. I don't know is the short answer. I have oh. not done the research. Cool. All right. Maybe uh did he get his uh did he get a Joel surgery? If you know what I'm saying? Don't <laughs> <laughs> take that long to recover from that. Jesus. I was back in the ring within a week. Were you? I never did ask. I felt bad. I felt bad how you how you made out with that. Um. So, yeah, he'll wrestle Will. We know he will. Of course he will. Why wouldn't he? It's been a long time since they've gotten in the same ring together. He'll wrestle fucking everybody in that promotion and vice versa. Vice versa. Should be fine. Yeah. Um, That's my thing. Like they, I mean, they, you, you're going to get probably most of these three matches. You might not get them straight away, but I think you'll get them at some point. They'll pace themselves. So they're not going to burn all the money made, matches you know? at once. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just money to be made for these, both of these promotions. Couldn't be happier for them. Like they're, it's, 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 I mean, it's happening, it's, which is exciting. Like, again, the idea of, traveling somewhere to a for a show is you know it's been a long fucking time and it feels like you're you're we're finally we're finally feeling good about getting back into the swing of things and i think everybody's excited so if that's one of those matches sign me up i'll be a, a, i mean seriously that that match gets announced any building i don't give a fuck what building it is i bet you it sells out i mean maybe not like you know, a football stadium, but like a uh, an arena? <laughs> sure it would. Right, well, we've put it off for too long. Now, we are going to talk about the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship match, mm-hmm. which was uh, Evil, Show and Yujiro, the House of Torture, successfully defending their titles against the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tamatonga, Tangaloa. So the match went 17 minutes, 16 seconds, and Yujiro got the pin over Tangaloa with the big juice after... Uh, what I thought was a pretty good match. I mean, first of all, it's going to take me a while to sort of visually process Tanahashi standing there in unity on the same side as Gorillas of Destiny. It's a weird visual, and I've got to undo years of conditioning in my brain to sort of understand that. 
then match started. Show was doing some tremendous silly noises while they were working over his shoulder. And Show is getting closer and closer to ironic enjoyment of his work. So we're going to keep tabs on that. It's Show Watch. So you segment the show. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think the success of this House of Torture six-man reign is going to hinge on the quality of the babyface opponents. It's, it's got to be someone we care about. If they're being challenged by a team like, I don't know, Watto, Taguchi and Tenzan, then it's going to go down like Man United's Champions League hopes. But Tanahashi and G.O.D., I thought a really great babyface team, as it turns out. It, Tamatonga, in particular, he has that natural ability to connect with the crowd. It's all the little things that he does. And even doing things like the whole COVID routine, he hulked up halfway through the match and it worked. Like he is, he is able to elicit a strong emotional response from the crowd. And this got me excited for the Tama versus Eagle, e- Eagle Evil rematch at the weekend. So I thought they got the pacing, the dynamics were right here. There was not too much of the grimy house of torture work on top. Uh, the, the baby faces had some cool hope spots. Like there was the, the triple submission moves. I like that. We got Tangaloa doing a six one nine, and they built up the the tease to the ape shit at the end nicely. And then Jado foiling the spoilers choker that got a good reaction as well. And look, we all know eventually House of Torture are going to get on their bullshit. They're going to cheat, do all that stuff. All I've been asking for for months is for it to happen in a, a, a creative and interesting way each time. And look, if you can't get behind the the combination of an evil nut shot a show wrench attack and a big juice that that triple combo as a finisher, then shame on you. I like that. I mean, and look, it's a 15 minute, never six man match on the semi main of a, a D level show. This was perfectly good. It was entertaining. Didn't outstay its welcome. Didn't overdo the shenanigans. It built up the singles feuds. And yeah, I'm quite fond of this house of torture team. Um, I think they're at the right level for me. I would rather this than all of them in like top singles feuds. We got you know Yudro, the, <laughs> the dirty little boy Yudro, the uh, increasingly bizarre and unhinged show, and and an evil who to me looks more like the the roughhouse bully that we'd hoped he'd be. So uh, yeah, I thought this one was pretty good actually. I mean, yes, the way that you described it being the semi main event on a show that let's be honest here, no one in their right mind is going to go out of their way to watch this show, right? I mean, from what was the opener? Makabe and Honma and Tiger Mask. And, and then you got Ishimori and get like, just, it was, a, it was, it was, just, it was a show, right? It was a show. And that's what these belts are for to help get you through one of these shows. And you can put it on top and look, like, if you don't like House of Torture bullshit, seeing this on top might make you squirm in your seat a little bit. But, again, let's let's just take a step back, understand that, oh, this show is what this show is. Um, and that's, and, and that's, it's totally okay to have the never six-man titles here in this spot, in a match that was not bad. It wasn't great. Um, If you're into G.O.D., babyface G.O.D., okay. Joel, you're getting more mileage out of it than I am. Um, Yes, the dynamics are weird. The visualization of Tanahashi, G.O.D. together is still... I still can't get over it. And I still, to this day truly believe that there's something fishy 
It just doesn't seem, it's just does not seem right. I really feel like this is Tanahashi's going to get the, the rug pulled from out from under him. Anywho. Or he's going to join Bullet Club like he teased about three years <laughs> that ago. Would be the thing. Now that would be something. That would be something. Let's switch it up. Let's have Tanahashi. Uh, pew, pew, pew. Um, yeah. I mean, look. You're not recommending people go out of their way to watch this, right? No, I think this is one for sickos like me. You're going to appreciate it. I, I think if you are insane enough to be tuning into this show, like, you know, this is not one for the casuals, but no. then I think if you tune into it, you'd have a good time watching it. I think all the for all the people on the Discord seem to like it. They were into it. So, yeah. I thought it was okay. <laughs> you know, it was all right. It was fine. Uh, and then what else? Well, oh, the uh, 30 count match. Big one. Yeah, so the main event, the KOPW 2022, this was Shingo Takagi, the challenger, defeating the holder Taichi, 26 minutes, 20 seconds with the last of the dragon. Uh, Takagi won the match 30 counts to 29. And I thought this was a very creative stipulation. Maybe the best one yet. Probably is really? the best one, actually. It, I, I think it led to some creative and interesting dynamics that you never really considered as a wrestling fan. You know, like the possibility of stacking up a high volume of low count near falls or uh, how long past a three count do the big finishers impact last for, you know, what is a last of the dragons worth? It turns out uh, a four count at the first attempt, but the ghetto clutch, that's a five count. So ghetto clutch officially stronger than last of the dragon. What about a black Mephisto? That was a six count. Plus there was a massive delay in getting the initial cover. So if you pinned him straight off, then, you know, who knows what that would have been. But uh, the, the late game Last of the Dragon, you know, that, that increased. So uh, Last of the Dragon later into the match was worth more than it was earlier in the match. These are the sort of things that I found interesting. Like, we opened up a you whole know, but it sounds like you're playing, box. Right, it sounds like you're playing, what, fucking Magic the Gathering. I have this <laughs> yeah, card, was, and I'm going to use the Imperial Stone for a plus three on my initiative. And blah, 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 blah. That is a fantastic oh. idea. Look, New Japan, you can have that one for free. But yeah, it just opened up this wormhole of like finishing with economics that I thought was really interesting. <laughs> like I, I, I was imagining the backstage politics, like when they're laying this one out. So like Shingo saying, okay, and then at this point I'll do Last of the Dragon. That's my finishing move. That's obviously going to get at least a three count, maybe more. What, what are we going for? A four count? And Taiji's like, yeah, okay. So then I'm going to do Black Mephisto and that's going to be a six count. And she goes like, what, six count? But my... Mine was only a four count. Like, I just don't worry about it. No, you just... So it's, somebody's with a notepad adding up the numbers. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, you're over. You're over. You, you got to shave off two points. Red shoes. Red shoes with his calculator. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let's slow down. Slow down. No. It's an error. What have I done? Right. No, he turned it over. It said boobless. <laughs> so, Remember that old that's guy? That's what I was again? thinking about. <laughs> yes. Boobless. So these are the things Shut I was up. thinking about. What? Yes. What was it? Uh, but how did you... How did you do? Oh, I don't know how you got there. It was like two people walking down the street with time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you get there. I'm sure if we Google it, we could figure it out. But yeah, but it's eight. Anyway, (laughs) back to the match. Uh, I I quite enjoyed and respected Taichi's tactics of racking up short but unexpected pin attempts until Shingo started to wise up to it. Shingo started doing it too, and then that stopped working. So they just started kicking and chopping the, the hell out of each other. And who doesn't like to see that, Damon? So uh, following the, the little scoreboard going up, 
it kind of felt like watching a sports game, especially when Taichi got the 10 point lead. You're thinking, oh, you know, there's a, how is she going to pull this one back? That's a huge <laughs> lead. Forgetting that is completely scripted. I thought it added something different. It, it changed the way that me as a viewer responds to it dramatically because I'm not just waiting for that finishing move to land clean for the three count. Like there was the closing stretch where Taichi was at 29 and like all it would have taken was a quick one count and he'd have won. Uh, I thought that was really dramatic. And look, I was very upset Taichi lost because I thought he's come up with the two best stipulations, probably the two best KOPW matches so far. So I thought there was more juice in his reign. Who knows? Maybe he'll win it back. It, it sounds like they might have a rematch. But either way, I thought it was a really great match. Maybe, maybe it's proof of concept that KOPW can be good, can be consistently good in the post-Yano era. And Shingo said in his post-match comments, it's the man that makes the title. So I think if yes. you have the right person holding it, it could be pretty entertaining. I think this this is an example of it working well. Let me ask you a question. Did you understand the rules going into this match? Like, yes. The way that it, like, I was like, what are the, I thought you had to get a third. Like, I, I, I must be the dumbest human, well, I'm sure there's lots of people that would agree, but I must be the dumbest human being on earth because I was like, well, I don't understand. Like, I don't know if the rules were explained or maybe I just didn't fucking pay attention, but like, I still thought it was like, like you had to get 30 pinfalls. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I didn't have an issue with that. I, I found it fairly easy to understand. You understood the rules going in? Yes. I did not. I did not. I swear to you, I thought it was you needed 30 pinfalls. Like it was kind of like kind of like an Iron Man match in the sense of the first person to 30 pinfalls, not 30 slaps of the canvas, right? Did, did I, it not I, become I, apparent I, after like two minutes of the match that that was the case? Right, correct. But going into it, I had no idea. Right. And at, and here's the thing, too. But I mean, that was explained a little bit, but. Um, I might not have been, I might have been distracted. I might have, I might, I might have uh, not paid fully attention going into this. Um, How very dare you. But yes, well, look, maybe this is one of those things, if there was English commentary, it would have helped. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, look, I'm an idiot, but I, I swear to you, and I'm being honest, I'm sharing, I'm sharing here. Uh, yeah, I went into this like a fucking idiot, uh, thinking that it was you needed thirty pinfalls, which would be preposterous. Why? How could you do that? It'd be the match would last forever. Nobody would want that. Uh, so yes, I was glad I was smartened up very quickly to this. But and the match was good. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy it. And you are right. It did turn into kind of like how was he going to come back? You know, you know how was he going to make up this 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 big lead that Chingo had or who Tai Chi was 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 you know, crawling ahead or it was interesting. Um, I wish again, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a dummy, but I didn't quite understand the rules going in, but now I'm crystal clear. So when we have it again, I will be ready. So Andrew asked, has Taichi saved the KOPW gimmick? Well, he had, I mean, in the two matches that he had, I hope he gets it back and I hope there is a better creative direction for it going forward. Uh, Jamie says, thoughts on potential matches during Shingo's KOPW reign? Looks like it'll be higher level guys than Yano was facing. Yeah, I cannot imagine that Shingo's just going to be doing comedy shit with lower mid-carders. I think this is going to be something that they can use and will use to to headline shows like this. So I think they're going to, they put on Shingo for a reason. They want it to be 
an attraction. I mean, obviously, it, this is not IWGP heavyweight level attraction, but to me, there seems like uh, an increase in the the prestige and the importance of this title now. Maybe I'll give you I'll give you a solid maybe on that. I would not be surprised if he drops it if he's one and done. Um, and you know, and it's fucking Yano again. It, that would not surprise me one tiny bit. Here's the thing. He, he, he is right. The the man makes the title. 100%. Or the woman, if you will. Um, that being woman. said. A woman in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, um, oh, we have stardom. Um, so uh, this is a really a hunk of shit title, right? I mean... I understand the idea that having Shingo have it might mean that we're we're actually going to have legitimate pro wrestling matches involved here. Um, that might be good. Um, I don't know. I just don't see. I don't see why. And I think the history of the title kind of dictates the fact that anytime they put it on somebody like that, we always get fucking a thumb in the ass. I don't know why we got that, but we get, we get, we get, a we get the, we don't get what we want, right? We don't get what we want. Okay. So. I, I had to stop for a minute and think, is something else going to be something good or something bad? Because, well, <laughs> I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, so yes, thumb in the ass. I don't think, I, I, I'll say this. I will bet you one Japanese yen that Shingo does not have one successful defense. He loses it. First title defense. What do you think of that? Well, let me read the next couple of questions. I'll give you my thoughts on that. So Bash says, uh, Shingo was a world champ, now holds the KOPW. Is it as bad as I think it is for him, especially with them not giving Taichi a run with it? Where do you think he goes next? Back to tags with Zach. I think you are correct, Damon. I think this will be one and done for Shingo. I think he's going to lose it back to Taichi. That's what I think. Mm. And I think that will be the right move, personally. Okay. Um, I think the problem that people are having is is that Shingo is not elevating the title. The title is bringing him down. Um, I can I can understand those. I mean, think about this. I mean, the, the people who are usually associated with this title are, you know, lower mid-card guys, your Yanos, Chase Owens. Uh, I think people are, are concerned when people are in, where are involved in this. Now, there have been some decent names that have uh, been involved in this. Again, Taichi, Shingo, Suzuki. So, I don't know. Are we even yet? Are we, on a, is it, is that a, are we at 500? Are we at a level, level playing field? When it comes to this title, I don't know. I just think that the, the title itself has a lot of uh, a lot of dirt on it, and I don't think people are thrilled with the the having a guy like Shingo farting around with the with the KOP title, KOPW title. Sticking with Taichi, I don't know if you had a chance to watch that Korakuen 60th anniversary main event, but that main event he was in, so he was tagging with Jake Lee against. Tanahashi and Kento Miyahara. Taichi actually entered the ring last out of those four guys, which I was surprised by. And just the whole 
way he came across the presentation of him, he, he looked and felt like a big deal to me. And I just think it's something worth celebrating that Taichi has gone from this sort of scummy little junior heavyweight shitbag who was just cheating all the time and you hate it. And, you know, fairly so, you weren't alone in that. And now someone that they decided was a, an adequate person to, or, or the right person to really showcase during this, well, you know, celebratory event for 60 years at, at Korok and Hall. I don't know if you saw the match, but I thought that was something worth pointing out anyway to uh, just indicate the rise of Taichi. It is an amazing thing, isn't it? It's uh, it's uh, it's been quite a ride, actually. If you think about it, like what what he and and what he's been able to do, like it's it's hard to to shake that off that that idea of oh, this guy, you know, instant fast forward, and it's it's taken a, it's taken a lot of work on his part to do. Now he's now he's a must watch guy. Like you don't you don't fast forward. You don't, you don't skip. He's been in some. He's been in some of the most interesting stuff the past two years. It is pretty amazing. And here's the thing, too. Not for nothing, but I think everybody, I think everyone's argument was is that he had this in him the whole time. It's just he was just playing a role. That was the role he was asked to be to, to play. Um, you know. That doesn't necessarily mean that I had to sit there and watch it, right? but still, it is an amazing thing. Like I can't think of another guy. Can you think of another guy that was so low that has risen so high? Not just in New Japan, but just in pro wrestling in general. Not really. No, I can't really, really think of anyone who's made such a dramatic change in in public opinion. Like, oh, I always liked him. Of course, you know me, I'm always ahead of the curve, David, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Joel. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a, he has a bright spot on a roster that is full of bright spots. That's for sure. So we have a big show coming up this Sunday. We have Ooh. wrestling Don Taku to look forward to. So this will be taking place on Sunday, May the 1st, in the Pepe Dome in Fukuoka. Now, the English website is not up to date, so I'm going to the Japanese website for the correct match listings. So we're starting off with a six-man tag match where we have two dragons on one team. We've got Tatsumi Fujinami, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi taking on the Suzuki-gun team of Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi, and Takamichinoku. So how do you feel about Fujinami getting back into the fold because I thought he did in tremendous shape last time out. And, you know, just if this is just a, a fun little six-man opener, celebratory atmosphere, then, yeah, it should be good. And also, I don't know, I'm looking at seeing Zach and Taichi back on the same team together and wondering, hmm, is there something there? Could this possibly be uh, a relaunching point for Dangerous Techers? Who knows? So a couple of things to be thinking about going into this one. I think Tatsumi Fujinami is going to be in there. Get the nostalgia pop. A couple dragon screw leg whips. Right? Get in and get out. He's going to look great because he's going to be, you know, he's got enough people in there to carry the load through the heavy lifting. But he's, yeah. he. I mean, what is he, like 60 plus? I mean, he's got to be, I mean, 78, 77. He probably started even earlier than that. It's pretty amazing, actually. Um, I mean, who's in this? It's, uh, Techers and who? 
So Tekas and Taka against Bushi, oh. Shingo, and Fujinami. Oh, Bushi. Who's taking the fall? Taka? Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's taking a fall. You think, uh, do they have the balls to say Fujinami pins him? <laughs> that would be pretty great. That would I be hope pretty so. great. I me too. I, I mean, you could do it. it. You could do it. Like, you know, uh, Bushi hits the MX and then Shingo hits the last of the dragons and then Fujinami yeah. comes in and finishes Cleans off. up. Yeah. yeah. That's the way I do. Go have some balls. Do that. That'd be nice. Fukuoka crowd going nuts. Anybody know what's, what, what the um, what the attendance is looking like? Are they, they going to have a full building? I don't know. I don't know either. We gotta we gotta get on the horn, see what we can do, find out. Because I'd be well, we'll already know by the time this fucking thing goes up. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what kind of well, how's that going to look? Is that going to be like an empty building because of COVID nineteen? Hope not. Hope not. I hope, I hope we're looking at a big, nice, full building. That'd be that'd be sweet. I would love that. All right, so our second match then is a special singles match between Yo and Hiromu Takahashi, which originally wasn't on the card, but due to events going on during this uh, Golden Fight series, they've decided to make this into a singles match, which I find this an interesting one. Obviously, we are just around the corner from Best of the Super Juniors, so you're looking at this one and thinking, is this going to give us some clues about the direction for Best of the Super Juniors? Because, of course, this is a rematch of the Best of the Super Juniors final uh, you'll remember the show interference during that one. And the trajectory of Yo during this tour has been quite strange because he was getting beaten like a drum and then he came back and pinned Hiromu and state to claim to have this singles match uh, because there's no title on the line. So it looks like the sort of thing that you'll get one result here and then possibly the result, revert, like these guys will meet in Best of the Super Juniors, maybe in the opening round or something to sort of even up the score for this. So, I mean, I think it would be a good spot to give Yo a big win and give him some uh, momentum going into best of the Super Juniors and yeah, see what he can do. Uh, I I agree. <sighs> he needs a big win. <laughs> Talking about a guy that needs a big win. I feel like he needs a big win. I mean, this past pinning of Hiromo aside, I don't think they do it. I don't think they do it. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense what you're saying. I don't know if they have any faith in fucking yo. Like, there's really no. I mean, they 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 put him in the final. I I don't know. I f- I feel very flat on yo. I don't know. I don't I don't think they give him the win. I just don't. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous 
brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, you know, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network he's gonna run out there he's gonna squash her on it'll put him away in five minutes oh hello esther esther's come to join um okay so our third match then will be a special sickness match between tangaloa and yujiro takahashi don't really know why they're doing this i can't sound particularly looking forward to it i like both guys within the context of a six-man match and i think yujiro is probably a bit better than the average fan gives him credit for and i think there is upside for tangaloa as a singles wrestler but this is not something... I'm not rubbing my hands together and being like, oh, yes, Tangaloa against Yujiro Takahashi. Let's get into it. Yeah. Is anyone? <laughs> if, if they are, please let us know what you're sinking your teeth into here. Um, uh, uh, I mean, th- does this smell of interference and... I mean, I know we're trying to limit that to a certain degree, but... Either this has got to be a definitive, clean, you're putting over Tangaloa, or this is setting up bullshit where you know we see more shit later on in the card, right? Like somebody gets fucked over, but makes up for it later on in the show. I, I just don't, that's my because it's it is a very odd pairing to be a singles match, and we don't again these things don't always grow on trees. To get a singles match in the middle of this fucking show, for what reason? <laughs> right? It just screams to me that we're we're doing we're this is this is chapter one of a story that will be uh, fulfilled uh, later in the evening. Yeah, I can't We do have um, Tamatonga versus Evil later in the night. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta think that 
those two guys that are in that match play a factor later on with you know evil and Tamatanga. All right, our fourth match then is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, where six or nine, the champions, Taguchi and Wato, are defending against the Suzuka Gun Challengers of Kanemaru and Doki, which is a team that I really like. Very, very scuzzy, grimy team. I'm looking forward to this one. So in the backstage comments, Taguchi was threatening to go commando and challenged Suzuki Gun to do the same because he was upset that they kept pouncing him. And he said, what if I wasn't wearing undertights? And you saw everything. They'd have to cut the feed. The match would be lost to the annals of history. No one would be able to see it. Uh, so that's what he's threatening to do. So there's definitely going to be some sort of uh, under tights, bum <laughs> related shenanigans bum. in this one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I don't, what, what could Toguchi be doing? Maybe he will have uh, some kind of something inserted up his anus to <laughs> provide a surprise twist in the match. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think. I don't know who wins this one, actually. That's our (laughs) hard-hitting, thought-provoking analysis of the junior tag title situation. Maybe Taguchi will have something up his ass. Well, look, it fits in with the the nuanced themes and intricate storyline build-up of this person. You have to be a special breed to be a pro wrestler, Joel, right? Like, you have to be of a certain mentality to be, to even want to get into a ring and be a professional wrestler. What makes him want to constantly show his ass to everyone in the crowd? Like, what? Like, there's got to be something in his head that's like, I don't know. I'm not going to say he gets off on it. I'm not going to go that far. But don't you think there's something in it where he's like, he's suggesting that I'm going to show, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's coming up to him to be like, hey, I got an idea. It might be a little weird, but why don't you show your... No, he's, probably, actually, he's definitely right, sorry, there. You've got to do it again. We, I, right. I demand it. You must do your duty to this company and get your bum out. Right. right. Get it out. Put on the thong. They're holding the underwear in front of them. Get it on. Uh, right? Like, it's just... I don't... Like... <laughs> I mean, we all know Ric Flair and what his <laughs> problems are. Uh, but he did it all the time, too. like all the time with the fucking pants down. What is that? Uh, people like to show their ass, dude. I guess if you got a nice ass, you like to show it off, right? I don't know if the Gucci's got a great ass. Well, I think he thinks he does. What am I talking about? This is top tier analysis. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win the team championships? <sighs> I mean... Depends on if Taguchi's got something up his ass, Joel. That's the that's that's wild card. Um, I'm saying successful defense from Taguchi and his bum. And I'm not talking about Master Wato. <laughs> very good. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I'd like to see the Suzuki Gun team win because I like the idea of this team. I haven't seen them in action too much uh, and I would like to see Doki winning a title. Maybe a bit too soon. I don't know. I, I just, I'm leaning towards Suguji and Wato retaining here. Uh, anyway, so moving on to the, I think this is the fifth match because I'm looking at the English website and there's a different. Undercard. Yeah, so fifth match will be the, the IWGP Tag Team Championships. So this is Khan or the Cobb, Cobb and Okan. Defending in a three-way match, the challengers being Bishamon, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto, and the team of Bad Luck Farley and Chase Owens. Now, yeah. Farley and Owens proposed 
common tornado rules, which would be basically everyone, you know, no need to tag in and out. Everyone's legal all the time, which you know, that's pretty much what they do in these New Japan tag matches anyway. So I don't think that would change things too much, but I, I haven't seen whether or not that's official. But all the same, I think it'll be a fun match. I really enjoyed the Bishamon against Khan of the Cobb match last time around. Throw Farley and Chase into there. I, I would always prefer a two versus two tag mm-hmm. match, but I've got faith in these guys that they will make it entertaining. And I think Carl of the Cobb will retain. I think wouldn't stun me if Bishop won it back because you know they Carl of the Cobb have got stuff coming up in the states as well. Yep, I'm talking myself out of it now. No, no, no. The, the... Con on the Cobb, they've got a lot of shit going on here in the states. They're they're bringing the titles with them. Come on, yeah, that's the spirit. You know what I mean? Like, like let's be honest here. They're not going to give it back. I think would they really give it back to Yoshihashi and Goto? It's not a bad team. Absolutely would. You know you're right. But But I'm just saying we've done this. We've done that already. And and then here's the thing. Uh, And and uh, again, we did the we did share a drink or two with uh, Bad Luck Folly at his uh, his get together that one year but i'm gonna say this he does not look good he looks like he's put on all that weight again right all that weight that he lost from what i understand from what i've heard from his i think it was his appearance on the tamas island podcast he lost all the weight and then came back and then new japan management were like what have you done this is not what we want from you yeah they told him to put the weight back on because they wanted him to be massive so uh, I, we can't necessarily point the blame all at Bad Luck Farley there. I mean, to be honest, okay. I think he's in this match there to give Jeff Cobb some power spots to make him look impressive. Yeah. Like, there's, there's going to be something where Jeff Cobb is picking him up and everyone's going to go, ah, oh, I, I think that's what they're there for. Oh, I'm so good as ass up. Uh, imagine getting a job like that. Imagine going to that, like you're in pro wrestling and they're like, no, 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 no. We want you to eat more and to be fatter and stop working out. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, sign me up. You know, I could be the IWGP champion with that thinking. <laughs> a fucking Antonio Inoki. Ah, oh, boy. Ah, he just looked. He just looked out of shape. He looked winded. Didn't look good. But if that's it, if that's what we're doing, all right. Good for you. That's a sweet gig right there. Eat as much as you can and don't work out. We'll make you a star. Love it. Okay, uh, sixth match then is the Never Openweight Championship match with Evil, this third defense against Tamatonga. Uh, I don't necessarily think Tamatonga is going to win this, but I think he is the perfect challenger for Evil to get babyface heat. I've, I've talked before, I think Tamatonga is a very naturally talented babyface wrestler. We haven't been able to see him show that uh, in recent years as he's been doing the heel tag team, but I think this is going to be a real chance for him to shine. I thought their first match in the New Japan Cup, I want to say, was very, very good. So I'm looking forward to this one. I mean, obviously, you're going to get your shenanigans as you do with every evil match, but he's, I think, evil is improving. I think this is a new sort of fresh breath of fresh air, Tabatonga. So I think this one will be good. I think it'll be good. And again, I think earlier in the night will have an impact on what we see here. New Japan usually doesn't give a guy like, right out of the gate a singles title like they usually have them lose a little bit and then maybe win later down the road <sighs> at least that's that's the narrative i'm going to go with um but i wouldn't be surprised like what would be the harm in giving him the title giving him that never title like it would be i think it would be interesting and new and fresh 
And I don't know. Let's see what he can fucking do with it. I would have zero problem having G.O.D. interfere, fuck over House of Torture, and away we go. I, 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 do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. But me being the, the, the optimist that I am, the glass half full, I'm saying, why not? Let's fucking do that. Let's see what he can do. Why not? The seventh match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship with El Desperado defending against Taiji Ishimori. So a lot of people are down on this. They wanted a, a sexier challenger. But I actually, I'm not on the Ishimori hate train. I still think he's got value. And I think he's got good chemistry with Despi because they do their sort of Jave style stuff together. I think they usually have some very creative and, and intricate and smooth back and forth sequences with the you know, the maestrals and the submission moves go back and forth. So I'm quite looking forward to this. And given that it's the seventh match on a nine-match card, it's not going to get a huge amount of time. So it's going to have to be quite tight. But I think it will be better than most people are giving Ishimori credit for. But I think Desky's going to retain. I think the problem is that you don't know what you're going to get. Like, it, it, you, like if, if, if someone came to the, the table with an argument of, I don't think the guy, you know, I don't trust the I don't trust the guy to give you a great match. Uh, how could you argue, right? How could you be like, oh, okay? But on the other hand, like just like you said, I mean, there, I think there is chemistry between the two. I think that there is, you know, a fucking boatload of talent in the ring. Why not? And 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 you're right. I think it does play to, to into the favor of both guys that the match. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a 21, 25, 30 minute fucking batch. We could we could cut this down to 15 and be really solid. Um boy, there's a lot of fucking bullet club nonsense that the possibilities are there. I know that we talk about how they like to hopefully contain it to one match, but boy, this is spread out all over this fucking show. And it I gotta be honest, it it does concern me a little bit. It does concern me a little bit. Um, I can see this match really turning into something good and just being like, oh, here we go. Um, Is she worry? I mean, I, I, I think that's sort of the House of Torture thing rather than the Bullet Club thing. I point. think it's both. I, I hope. Yeah. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I mean, listen, what they're trying to find a way to, you know, help both, you know, both factions at the same time. I want to doubt it, man. I would not doubt it. Not, I, I'm not, I don't know. I just see it all up and down the card. I hope not. I hope you're right. I hope it's, I hope it's clean as a whistle. Title change? No, I don't think so. I don't think you want to put, put the belt on Ishimori into best of the super juniors. I think best is your guy. Keep it on him through best of the super juniors at least. Can I, can I propose something? Ishimori wins. He's your champion. We get through best of the super juniors. You know, there might be somebody who's looking for a little revenge from a Tokyo Dome loss. Oh, I like <laughs> your thinking. You like that? Yes. You like that? There could be. Now, again, if, 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 uh, from what we understand from, uh, our good friends at, uh, the flagship, the Patreon, we'll plug that. We'll give that a little plug as well. Joe Lanza working hard. Um, 
you know, the, the U, UWFI inspired MMA inspired, you know, the possibility of that gimmick. I don't know how that would mix with Ishimori now, but who knows? Right. But just throwing it out there. That might be, uh, that might be a, a little fun, you know, midsummer spectacular between those two. That's great. You've put the element of doubt in my mind. Um, ah, I maybe, maybe should we stick with the juniors here? I expect we will get best of the super juniors lineups announced on this card because let me just look at the schedule. If we have anything between this and the best of the super juniors in Japan, uh, da, 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 da. the best of the super juniors begins on Sunday, May 15th. So we're two weeks away from that and there's nothing booked in Japan between Dontaku and best of the super juniors. So I imagine we'll get the announcements then. So a couple of questions on this. Uh, Antonio says, fancy book your best of the Super Juniors. Multiverse A says, of all the possible new additions to the best of the Super Juniors lineup, Dorada, TJP, Akira, etc. Who are you most looking forward to seeing? Um, yeah, so what do we think? I mean, we haven't heard anything. We don't have any intel on this or anything. But uh, maybe, yeah, give us some fresh faces that you are expecting to see or excited to see in these lineups. I think uh, Dorado is almost a definite, right? I would be shocked if we don't see him there. Um, I would not expect somebody like Kushida, so I don't. I, don't, I doubt that's going to be a possibility. Um, I mean, I don't think there's going to be AEW involvement. I would be shocked if that were the case. I, I, I really would be. Um, I think. I, I hate to say it. I don't think you're going to get that many surprises. I think you're pretty much going to get the core of people that you have right now with maybe like a, like a, um, I don't know, a CMLL participant or two. Um, aside from that, I don't, I really don't see a lot of outside names being brought in that would, or that are going to rock the boat. I really don't. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, if I'm going to be optimistic, I'll say there are the Clark Connors, TJP, Chris Bay. So there's there's four names for you. Uh, I don't necessarily think they'll all be there, but it would be very cool if they were. Um, I'll tell you what, looking forward to seeing Brock Eagles back in action. Me I don't too. know if you had a chance to watch that PWA Black Label King of the Metro, his match with Jack Bonza. And, and notable here, Fight TV actually doing good production where they've yeah. got their own in-house team there where they can put on a decent wrestling show. Uh, but yeah, definitely excited to see Robbie Eagles back in action. Assuming he's going to be in the tournament. Again, I don't know anything, but uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing all the boys back in the mix, maybe mixing up with some fresh faces there. Robbie Eagles is, he's a definite. I would be shocked if he's not there. Shocked. I would be I would be appalled if he wasn't there. Let's put it that way. You know what? If he's, he's not in it, I'm canceling my New Japan World subscription. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, eighth match then is the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match, where we have it's vacant, so both people are the challengers: Hiroshi Tanahashi against Will Osprey. This is going to be really good. I'm sure you know two quality pro wrestlers. Uh, they haven't faced each other since Will Osprey turned heel. So the last time they met. I believe was in the 2020, 
I think it was in the 2020 G1, or it may have been the 2019 G1, actually, but Will Ospreay was still technically a babyface at that point. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, heavyweight heel Will Ospreay mixing up with Tanahashi. And again, yeah, this one's a bit of a coin toss, really. I could see it going either way. Um, both of these guys, I think, have a lot of uh, potential in putting that US title on them and having them traveling back and forth and working these shows in the States. You know, we have... Tanahashi versus Moxley coming up in the States, you know, maybe that is spiced up by having the US title on the line. I would mm. probably lean in that direction. Uh, so I'm going to say Tanahashi wins. Me too. It just makes sense. And then you can also continue on that narrative with um, Will getting fucked over by officials somehow. But it does, I don't know. I, I mean, I like the fact that it is held up. You're going to see a new champion, which is nice. I think the match is going to be spectacular, too. Um, I'll go Tanahashi just because of what you said. He's got some, he's got a big match coming up in Washington. That'd be nice to have him be champion at the time. I'll go that route. Sure. And our ninth match, the main event for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, will be Kazuchika Okada with his fourth defense against Tetsuya Naito. So Bash says running Naito on a card again in the space of under four months is a really tight squeeze. I know New Japan likes to do a lot of their trilogies, but this is really quick for this one. And if Naito doesn't win, uh, is he a shoo-in for the G1 winner? So I have my doubts about this one. I mean, I the, the safe option for me to say is Okada retains and he holds it through most of, if not the whole year. That seems like the vanilla option, the safe option. But... I would. I think there's a non-zero chance of Naito winning this. Everyone's writing him off, so it just seems like a very New Japan thing to do, where Naito would actually pull it out of the bag and win this one. And I think there's plenty of interesting directions he could go as champion. Uh, but again, at the same time, him losing and then possibly going on to win the G1, that's another direction. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty here, which spices things up a bit because yeah they are about to run this feud into the ground i mean i'm looking forward to the match it's going to be great it's always great these are two of the best pro wrestlers in the world and they've got amazing chemistry together so the match is going to be tremendous there's no doubts about that like the floor of this is like four and a half stars for me but the question of who wins it's not as cut and dry as i might have felt a week ago so where do you stand on it on the one hand i i can't see how Naito could take another loss, right? Like, can he take another loss? I mean, he's pretty much Teflon, but can he take another loss? And then, on the other hand, we're, 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 we're starting to ramp up a nice little title run here for Okada, who's having a fucking great year. He's, he's paid, paid his dues, if you will, in 2020, to kind of reap the benefits of being a world champion when all this fun shit goes down. If they're bringing in Okada to Chicago, which I can't imagine them not, I don't know how you not may have him be world champion coming into that building. I, I don't see it. So if Naito does win, I, you, you got you to gotta tell me how he, Okada wins it back. Could you have Naito walk into Chicago as world champion? Sure. I I I just don't see it. I don't see it. So I guess again the question is it, it's Naito. Can he afford another fucking loss? 
I mean, we've heard this before from Naito fans. I think you said it yourself. He's Teflon. I don't think it matters his win or loss record at this point. He's got his fans. They're going to love him. He's always going to be one of the most popular guys in New Japan. So I think he is sort of above this thing about wins and losses, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. But boy, the guy fucking use a win. Um, give me, give me, give me percentages, scale one to ten, however the fuck you want to do it. Naito wins the title. Twenty percent. That's low. That's not. That's not good odds. That's not good odds. But I think you're right. I think I think Okada has. To, not, I don't want to say has to win. I, I just think. All signs to me point to him winning. So then it's a definite loss. <laughs> so, so Naito's fucking walking out of there with that title. Uh, I don't know. I just I just see what's ahead. And boy, Okada's Okada's your flagship. Okada's your he's 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 your guy. He's the top of the mountain. I don't I don't see how we go into the summer months without him being world champ. All right. So that is wrestling Don Taku. I think that's a pretty good cards i know people were a bit underwhelmed to start with but going through it and talking about all the matchups i think it's going to be a lot of fun and i enjoy having these sort of big events where you've got nine matches you know nothing goes too long it's it's pretty i find them quite entertaining and breezy watch so i think this will be no different so looking forward to that let's move on then to talking about new japan strong so this is a strong start evolved from the st petersburg coliseum in tampa florida we had this is April 23rd. We open up with Big Demo making his New Japan debut against John Skyler. So Big Demo won in seven minutes and four seconds with a Vader splash. This is very sort of 80s territory wrestling. But honestly, I think there should be more hairy, bald, fat guys in New Japan. Uh, and this is a pretty standard enhancement match, by the way. I wouldn't call it an outright squash because I thought Skyler actually looked decent whilst simultaneously working hard to put over Big Demo. Um, we're getting to the point where Strong is hoovering up the cast-offs from other larger promotions, and they're not all going to be hits, but they are absolutely worth taking a punt on. More competition is only going to help, so now Big Domo is going to have to be at his best to establish himself in a roster that already has guys like JR Kratos and Jonah, which is good. It's going to keep everyone on their toes, so absolutely they should be, as you would say, kicking the tyres for these guys to see what you've got, and so I'm interested to see where Big Domo lands in all of this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... Low risk, high reward, right? He's not signed to any long-term deal. It's not like, you know, there's millions of dollars being invested here. But if he turns out to be, you know, something people can sink their teeth into, if it turns into something that, you know, here's competition um, is good for everyone involved. And yes, there does feel like that there are spots that have already been filled um that would that would fit big demos um demographic so let's see what he got right no harm what's it you know a couple hundred bucks that he got to pay off if we don't use him again we don't use him again but he i think he's good i think he's i think he's a very good big man um so it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot of people on that roster that that fit that bill. So competition is going to be good. The next match we had Swerve defeating Blake Christian in 11 minutes 27 seconds. Even though the website says Blake Christian won, but I'm fairly certain that Swerve was the winner here. It says uh, sidekick. So 
Swerve, I mean, to me, he's got that star charisma. He's got the swagger. He's got the attitude. So I'm going to be interested to see what AEW do with him because I think he's really good. And I think if they don't do something significant with him, I think New Japan would do. Uh, Blake Christian, he's a guy who I think is a, a very high-quality wrestler. In the ring, he's got all the high-flying spectacular moves in his locker. He's not got that charisma that I think distinguishes the top guys or the look. But this could be a big year for him. I mean, that could come. I've heard rave reviews about the match he had with Will Ospreay and Warrior Wrestling. So, I mean, I think it's a bit too soon for him to be staking a claim in something like Best of the Super Juniors this year. But if he continues this trajectory and, you know, improves his look and and finds some charisma, then he could absolutely be in the mix next year. So either way, he's someone you can count on to put on a a flashy and entertaining match. So he's absolutely got the in-ring chops to, to stick around and I think be a benefit for New Japan Strong. Yeah. You think he's, what, you said one year, two years away? I think so. I think, we, let's see where we are next year with Blake Christian. If we haven't seen any significant improvements, it, it's just the charisma that he's lacking because, you, you know, you see him up against a guy like Swerve, where in terms of their in-ring ability, it's a wash, but Swerve just, he has that star aura. He just, he's got the look, he knows how to carry himself, he knows how to connect with the crowd, but Blake Christian, he just hasn't quite put that together yet. Yeah. And he might still, so we'll have to wait and see. Them. Okay, third match then. Main event here was Buddy Matthews defeating Yu Oemura in 9 minutes 50 seconds with Murphy's Law. I, I just, I never cease to be amazed by the absolute size of Buddy Matthews. He's a, he's a specimen and now the way that he's roughhousing and, and bullying the dojo lads is very entertaining. He's got a really nasty side. Like there was a great moment that stood out in this match where he broke out of a waist lock by twisting Yuya's fingers and then slamming his arm into the apron. It just it was nasty. He just looks and wrestles like a meat bastard. Uh, Yuya, on his part, he's grown a very luscious head of hair. Very, very envious of that. Maybe I'm trying to emulate it. I still think that of all the young lines, he's the one that I have my money on. Again, I was, I'm, I'm annoyed at all the people saying, oh, show to Umino, show to Umino. He's the guy. It's not, it's Yuya. Yuya's the guy. People who watch know that Yuya's the guy. Yuya's got the looks, he's got the hair, he's got the body, he's got the confidence, the, the fire the urgency, the intensity, you can't help but cheer for him. I mean, in my opinion, he's a lock to be a future star. And okay, this match, it didn't have that narrative edge that the Buddy versus Ren match did. But again, two high-quality wrestlers having a high-quality match. I hope they wrestle again in the future in Japan. So that was New Japan's Strong for this week. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find a question here from Josh. So Josh from WeWork Stiff says, with all this forbidden door talk, where does this leave the New Japan and Impact relationship? Bearing in mind, they just announced a taping conflict. Is this relationship worth keeping, if only for the access stuff and the ability to put your guys over on TV? Uh, because, uh, yeah, this is a quote tweet. He said, if you had to say who has been the face of Impact Wrestling and New Japan crossover, you'd likely say Jay White and the Bullet Club. But the fact that this show is taping the same night as Slammiversary and Jay is the face of it and not on the Impact stuff is quite telling. So what do you think about the future of the New Japan and Impact relationship? Well, let's be honest. The, the, the things that New Japan would be interested in, they already have access to, right? So whether that's, Gallows and 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 Anderson, whether that's Jay, whether that's uh, Chris Bay, whether that's you know whomever on that that's that's they have who they have they they have who they want so the access deal is important 
because again, let's let's be clear here. I don't think this AEW relationship means that New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be on TNT every fucking week or TBS or whatever. Right? It's, it's that that that's not what this is going to be. Um I I I don't think you have to turn your back on it by any stretch of the imagination, but I think if you were going to ask me, like, where does New Japan place more importance? I think, I mean, I'd have to say AEW, right? I mean, that's, let's put it this way. If New Japan Pro Wrestling announced a partnership, a new partnership, or an extended partnership, or whatever the fuck you want to say, with Impact, and we're going to run a joint show, are they going to sell out the United Center? Yes. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. If they're doing the impact, no, I, I don't think so. Right. So, I mean, that's that's your answer in a nutshell. That that that's it. Um, add to that production. Add to that being on national cable television. Add to that um, whatever else this partnership involves. I don't know. I just think. I mean, I just think logic dictates that. You know. I, I mean, look, if I were in charge, I wouldn't disassociate myself with either one. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I might try and woo AEW a little bit more than Impact. It's just common sense. I agree. I think, yeah, this is not, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But if, when push comes to shove, if they've got to choose between the two companies, they are picking up, uh, they're going with AEW. It's more upside, as you say. Um, all right. Well, that is it. I need to go and get ready for work. So, let me do the plugs. Uh, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to throw some money our way to buy me a better quality microphone, please do. Discord link you can get by sending me a DM on Twitter. I'm sure the live event spoiler zone will be very fun when it comes to Sunday on Dontaku. At Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super j cast for our shirts. Big thanks to editor Dan, who you can find on Twitter at LousyHero219. And they've got a brand new single out, haven't they? Escape the Box. Uh, I know. Obsession. me. I know he sent us a text and I, and I haven't listened to it yet. I'm busy doing the show, but I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, and you can you can like pre like pre listen. I guess what's, what's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for? Like on Spotify or Apple Music or you know you you hit the button and it fucking when it, the minute it comes out, you go, you're going. Yes, so that is uh, bad obsession that. by Escape the Box. So check it out. It's good shit. Uh, give us a five snake review on iTunes. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.